Welcome to the teaching ministry of Bishop Daniel Harley, the resident pastor of Christ Our Hope Cathedral, Kudumansville, and overseer of the KZN Council of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley is a son of Bishop Dag Hewitt Miller, the founder and bishop of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Bishop Daniel Harley has a strong passion for missions and evangelism and has preached the gospel over many years. Join us now for a life-changing experience. Shall come 
think you should clap a little more to encourage us and let's lift our hands to the Lord as we pray father thanks a million for this blessed opportunity to be in your presence speak to us through your word and through your spirit let your anointing be strong today to minister to preach and to teach Bring healing to every heart that is bleeding here. Bring healing to every family on this blessed Father's Day. Lord, come through to us by your word and by your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we give you glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Wonderful, you may be seated in the presence of God. You may be seated. Hello, everybody watching at home. Um, hello everybody here wow 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 wow. i was talking to those who are watching at home but those of you here are trying to take over so those of you at home i'm excited you are joining us you can see me i can't see you but i love you anyway hallelujah those of you also here it's good to have you put your hands together for for being here Great, great, great. Well, um, today is Father's Day, and I want to I wanna take this opportunity to wish everyone who's a father here a happy Father's Day. If you're a father, give me a wave. You are here, you are a father. You know you are a father. There's evidence. Not that you are old. I'm not talking about old age. I'm talking about you are a father. There's, there's, there's fruit. Wonderful. Wow. God bless you. Those of you also at home, fathers. Happy Father's Day. Um, it's a blessing to be a father. The office of a father is the highest office because it's the office that God himself bears. Hallelujah. Amen. And um, I'm grateful that I'm, I'm somebody's son. Hallelujah. I want to take this, this, this opportunity um, to... 
Say, God bless you to my beloved father of blessed memory. Um, it's wonderful. I'm what I am because you, his seed brought forth a man like me. Amen. I also want to say a big God bless you to my spiritual father and my father in the ministry, Bishop Doug Ewart Mills. It's through his, it's through his relentless effort and help as well as love that I have come this far in the ministry that I have this opportunity to be your pastor. Say a big amen. amen. Wonderful. So also all of us are children. I mean, without a father, there'll be no children. So all of us are children and I want us to really appreciate and celebrate our parents, our fathers. Today's Father's Day, so let's not even bring mothers into it. Okay, let's celebrate our fathers. Amen. Of course, there are some of you that your mothers have acted, they've doubled as both mothers and fathers. Do you get it? But God bless them, but today is not for them. Today is about fathers. Amen. A father is somebody who through his seed, you come into existence. Hallelujah. And one of the problems children have is that because our society is plagued so much with absentee fathers, which is fathers who are not around, we, we have not gotten the opportunity to learn how to have a father and love a father. I was saying the other day that as a lady, if you don't have a father in your house, it's, it will be very difficult for you to be a good wife. Why do I say so? Because you will never see your mother submitting to your father. Like your mother telling your, your father telling your mother what to do. Like, I want rice. I want Coca-Cola. Please make a cup of tea for me. And then you see your mother running to go and make a cup of tea. Do you see? So when the father is not there, what you see is that the mother is the king corn of the house. And rightfully so, because she's the final authority. Do you get it? So she's moving around, giving instructions. So you grow up to think that as a lady, once you put on Brazilian hair, you just give instructions to anybody. Do you get it? Then you come to the church, then there's, there's this unfortunate brother who ends up marrying you. Then when he takes you home, it's like you are just giving instructions, just shouting all over the place. Do you get it? So you may not know the blessing, the presence of a father brings into your life. It makes you see that, no, Look, no matter how high you are, there's somebody higher than you. Hallelujah. So let us put our hands together for our fathers. God bless you wherever you are. Our prayers, our heart, our love is with you. Hallelujah. Amen. It's good to see all of you again. I want you to encourage me with your amens and your hallelujahs. Do you get it? Uh -huh. During the time of worship, one of the things I want to encourage you, we don't by law, the government says we can't play drums and have worship in the traditional way that you know that causes people to sweat and all those things. So we have to do pre-recorded worship. And you have to train yourself to also be able to worship with pre-recorded worship. Because you always don't have Pastor Merlin at home with you playing and singing worship for you. How many of you? There's only one person I know in the church who has Pastor Merlin at home which is his wife. 
Do you get Since you are not his wife nor his children, you are neither of them. You will not have him at home or madling at home singing to you. No, you don't have it. So you have to learn to use the video. It's a new thing. Do you get by learning? During the worship, sing along. What they, basically, what they are trying to say, they don't want to come here. Then we are all singing. The place is jamming with singing. But you can sing under your mask. Do you get sing along and get involved and then you will be blessed. Put your hands together for me. Hallelujah. Well, I've been talking about permanence and being planted. Hallelujah. And today I want to continue just for a short time on the series that I have started. Like why you must be planted or why you must be permanent. Do you get it? In life, there are certain things that cannot come your way unless there's a sense of permanence. Say amen. Unless there's a sense of permanence. Without a sense of permanence, some things will not come your way. Bible says that they that are planted or they that be planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in his courts. To do well, you need to be planted. You must be permanent. There are some things you can't have if you are not permanent. If you are in a relationship and you are not permanent, as in not a long-term relationship. We have been, pastor, we have been in this relationship for, for 19 years. It's still not permanent until, until it's legally locked. That is called marriage. Do you see? So you can be a long-term beloved. We were beloved since we were in high school. There are some things you still cannot have because there's always a sense of temporariness about it. Do you see? But when it's now permanent, you are husband and wife, then you can now have some things. Hallelujah. When you are not permanent, when you are a beloved or a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or let's use girlfriend, a girlfriend or a beloved, you can't, you can't have, you can't have the title. You can't be called, say my, we, we can't, adjust, when you go somewhere with you, you can't say, oh, I'm his wife. You can't. You cannot. No matter how nice you are, you may even be living with him and cooking for him and washing, washing for him and washing him, but you still cannot say, I, he's my wife. I am his wife or he cannot say she's my wife no you can't, you can't have the title Mrs Mrs. Mrs stands for matured, responsible and submissive so when you are called Mrs. Banda it means that you are matured, responsible and submissive, of course Mr. also stands for matured and responsible yeah, matured and responsible. Do you get it? So when you are just moving around, boyfriend, girlfriend, there's no permanent. You can't have. You can't. You you can't have the title, wife. No, you are not. Do you get it? Yeah, they can't write Mister and Missus. No, you can't. You are you are more or less neighbors. Do you get? It? Oh, Pastor, but I cook for him. KFC also cooks for us. Yeah. Do you get it? So, 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 whatever is, whatever good thing is in, in your life and is temporary may become permanent. This, there are some privileges you can't have when you are temporary. I mean, 
even in work, when you are working at places, when you are on a contract, you don't have some benefits. There are some benefits you don't have. You don't get medical aid. You don't get a UIF. You are a contract. You are just working and go. You are like a smash and grab or a fly by night. You just disappear anytime. So, and you can be sacked anytime. Do you get it? But when, when you are permanent, when you are a permanent worker, then you begin to have some benefits. Do you get it? If something happens, you can take them to CCME. If they, they have to sack you, they have to go through various hoops to finally sack you. Although you are a very bad worker, they still have to go through all of it. First written one, first verbal warning, second verbal, then first written warning, second written warning. Third, every Monday you are popular. So every Monday you get one warning. Do you see? Until they call you for a hearing. Then, like, look, so many, just why is it so? Is it because you are a good worker? No, because you are permanent. In the church also, if you are not permanent, oh. Bible says a son abides forever. Be- the reason why when people write their will and they are giving out inheritance, they don't give it to their workers. Although the workers have worked with them for a very long time, is because they are not permanent. But as for a son, he's permanent. So when they do that, we see they put the children because children don't go anywhere. They are there forever. They are your children. No matter how old my... Recently, one of my children was telling the other one, daddy and mommy own us. Yeah, he was... <laughs> he was trying to teach the other one that our parents own us. We belong to them. Yeah, we belong to them. That one, he just take, thought that he just appeared. So the other one had to teach him that, no, we belong to daddy and mommy. A son is forever. That's why the prodigal son, even when he went to waste his living, he took his father's money, went to waste it, did all the bad things that can ever be done. Bible says when he came to himself, he said, how many of my father's servants have enough bread and even have some to spare that I'm sitting here, I'm hungry. He remembered that, look, I have a father. I belong to somebody. The way I'm hustling... It's too much. It looks like I don't have somebody. I don't belong to anybody. So he rose and said, hey, I have a father. Then he woke up. Then he started to go home. When he got home, because he's a son, his father made a, he, he had no inheritance, nothing left. But his father remembered, this guy is my child. He may have food around, but he's my child. He's still my child. And it's a permanent relationship. I'm his father till I die. Even when I die, I'm still his father. It's my son until he dies. So the father made a feast for him. Why? Because the person is permanent. When you have a sense of you are not permanent, eh? there are so many things that don't come your way. May you not miss your inheritance. There are so many. Even when you are with somebody, you are not sure. Are you, are you here? Are you gone? Are you here? You begin to reorganize yourself immediately. Because you are not sure. When are you going? When are you going? Even when you are getting married, I mean, I remember when I was getting married, I'm preaching on why you must be permanent. I'm continuing a series. When I was getting married, and now before I got married, I was a good, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I was a good brother. I had not lied to anybody in the church. I had not deceived anybody. I had not broken anybody's heart knowingly and intentionally. No, I must add that because sometimes just by your existence, you break people's heart. Maybe sometimes you smiled at the wrong time. 
I mean, you were thinking of Manchester United, then you smiled. At that time, she was also thinking of something else, and your smile met her eye. She said, ah, this is it, this is it. I feel something, I feel something over there. This is it. Do you, do you get it? So as far as I was concerned, I'd not, I, look, I saw it from the corner of my eye. His eyes were, were twinkling when he saw me. Maybe it's the reflection from the light, but it's like, I, I saw it. Thank God that nowadays we are all wearing masks. So when I smile, you don't see. That's all. Same look. Do you get it? But a good brother like me, I love the Lord, ready to serve God everything. When I was getting married, I told my then beloved that, look, I love you. I'll be with you forever. Everything. She said, okay, but let us sign. So they brought a legal document that I should sign to say that I will be there forever. And, and, and listen, even that day, I organized all my friends, all her friends, all her family members, all my family. They all came to stand there. And I said before them that the only thing that can separate us is death. I thought that was enough. Then they took me to the office. Then they put the legal documents. They brought witnesses. They said, sign. I'm telling you, they brought my, my spiritual fathers, my, my pastor, then Bishop Ogo, and then Bishop Dag. They brought all of them down. They said, sign it here. Sign. They pointed the place. Sign. I said, why should I have to sign? I already told her. I told her at home. I told them when we got to the church, all of you heard me saying it. it's recorded. Of, they said it's not enough. Sign it, sign it. Why, why, why? Sign. And I had to sign. When I finished signing, then we came back. They said, now you are Mr. and Mrs. Harley. Yeah, that's the only time. That's the only time. Yeah, I said, ah, me, good man like me. Why would I do? Said, no, no, sign. Because when something is temporary, I mean, it's, 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 you can't do anything. That's why I'm preaching. Why you must be a permanent member of the... There are some companies who are not permanently there. They are not sure that you will be... They are not convinced that you will be permanent. There are some positions they won't give you. They, won't, they will never give you some positions. Because just in case you rise in the company, you now know trade secrets of the company, know all their things, then you leave. That's why even some companies, when you are leaving, they let you sign what we call an NDA, which is a non-disclosure agreement. Yeah, you can't say the things you heard there. You can't even do a business that is the same. But in the church, you can rise to the highest office of the church and leave the church and start a church. And when we complain about it, it sounds like, ah, why are they doing so much in the church? In business, they won't even allow you. If it's a computer firm, they won't allow you to start. They give you maybe even a number of years that you can't start another computer firm. And it's backed by law. If you try, the police will arrest you. The police will arrest you. But when you come to the church, you see you have risen to the highest level of the church. They say, I've left the church. Then you start a church like the same thing with the same type of business. It's not allowed in business. It's not allowed in business. But when you say it in the church, uh, why is the pastor, that, does he think God belongs to only him? 
So be permanent. I, I was saying that in, in some places, even if you are not permanent, you, can, you will not be allowed to hold certain positions. Not be allowed to hold certain positions. We are not sure whether you are in the church or you'll be in the church or not. Then we now we have made you an archbishop or Pope, Pope, Pope John John, Pope Banda. Yeah. Yeah, we can't. Made you a pastor. We can't. How do we do that? Sometimes even people are waiting for you to put them in a position where they will be noticed. Then they will jump out. Be permanent. I'm talking about why you must be a permanent member of, of, of the church. Yeah, be a permanent member of the church. And I started giving you reasons. This is just introduction. I started giving you reasons. I said reason number one is that why you must be a permanent member of the church is because you are part of a family. You are part of a family. We read from, yeah, Ephesians 3 verse 14 and 15. Paul is speaking, says, For this cause I bow my knee to our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family on earth and in heaven is named. This is a family God has put you in. When God puts you in a family, you do not leave the family. I mentioned to you that last week, I mentioned to you last week that Sometimes you are, you know, you yourself, even you don't like some of your family members, but you never leave the family. You never leave the family and you never allow anybody to say something bad about your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you know, I mean, if somebody says something, yes, at home we are angry with, with you, but if somebody says something bad about the family, look, you won't allow the person. And, and it's not like even what the person is saying is not true. Sometimes it's even true. We all know of that uncle, that cousin, that when he comes home, things start getting lost in the house. Anytime he visits, things disappear at home. Anytime he comes for a visit, things disappear. Wait, anytime, anytime he comes to visit, everything is there until the day he comes to visit. Anytime he visits, things begin to disappear. You don't know where is this. Where, where, when he's gone, you can't see your watch. You can't see your wedding ring. You can't, you can't find anything. But if you go out to hear somebody talking about that person, you grow wild. Why? He's from the Glamini family. Yeah. So you don't leave a family. This church is a family. You never leave it. Hallelujah. It's a family. You don't leave a family. Sometimes you travel. Sometimes you go far. But it's still your family. You don't change your name. You still stay with your name. This is my family. Number two. We said that we are, we are the second reason why you don't leave a church or you stay in the church as a permanent member of the church is because you are part of a building. You are part of a building. First Corinthians, what? What scripture is that? 3 verse 9. What does it say? In First Corinthians 3, Paul is talking about, this is where you have the famous Paul and Apollos story. Do you get it? This is where you have it. And he, he, some are saying, oh, I'm of Paul. I belong to Paul. I belong to um, Apollos. I belong to Timothy. I belong. There was confusion in the church as to where who is. Who is what? And Paul began to explain to them that you, do, you don't do that. There's no need for anything else. If you start thinking, I belong to this, I belong, you, you are forgotten. 
You don't even understand. It's carnal. He, he attributed it to carnality. It's carnal Christians, weak Christians, baby Christians who think in that way. That I belong to this group. I belong. The church is there. You have to choose between this person and this person or that person. There's nobody to choose between. It's Christ you choose between. It's Christ. It's Christ. That's it. It's Christ. There's nobody to, there's nothing to choose. I mean, choose me. Choose me for what? Well, is there a popularity contest? I'm not running for president. It's not a popularity contest. It's not a beauty contest or a popularity contest. Who's more famous? How many people, how many followers do you have on Facebook? How many, who, how many likes did you get? When your video came, how many likes did you get? You to where your video came? How many, I have more likes than you have more likes. No, it's not about that at all. How many views did you get? How many shares? How many times was your video shared? No, it's not about that. There's nothing to choose. He was explaining that there's nothing to choose. There's nothing to choose. It's, 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 we are in Christ. And Christ has put us in a family. That's all. That's all. So verse 9, he says that. Verse 9, please, verse 9 quickly. Put it in verse 9 in English. It says, verse 8, he talks, he says that the reason why you don't need all these things is that we are all laborers. We are building with God. We are all building with God. All of us are laborers. And everybody's work will be judged. Everybody will be judged according to the work that they did. Then he goes on to say verse. Verse 9 says, For we are laborers together with God. Ye are God's husbandry. Ye are God's building. He says, In the church you are a building. The church is a building. So some of you are the living room of the, of the church. Usually the living room is the most beautiful place in the house. So some of you are the most beautiful, um, this thing, in the house. When you come to the church, it looks colorful. Do you get it? Uh-huh. Usually it's the yellow bones who, are, who add color. To the church when you don't have the yellow bones the church looks like there's load shedding do you get it uh-huh somebody told me last week our light has been off since um thursday or wednesday or something i wanted to ask the person so i wonder how you were seeing each other seeing that there's no yellow bone in your house i wonder but it's all good so i'm asking online okay i wonder how you were seeing each other Hallelujah. Do you get it? Some of you are also the bedroom. The bedroom is usually the most private space. Visitors don't go there. Some of you are the bedroom of the church. You are inside. You work in the inside, in the corners. And usually, you don't put things that you don't want to be stolen or get lost in the living room. You hide them in the bedroom, sometimes under your bed. Or sometimes in the bedroom. Yeah, some of you are the people who like things that we don't want to lose in the church. You hold them. Some of you are also the kitchen. Kitchen of the, of the church. Of the building, you are the kitchen. You are the jollof maker. You make jollof. You make jollof for all of us. Please, if you are at home and you are listening to me and you are the jollof maker, please make the jollof appear. Make the jollof appear. Hallelujah. I said make the jollof appear. Today is Father's Day. Make the jollof appear. 
mean, we can't make jollof. We are here in church. You are at home. Make the jollof appear. Hallelujah. Some of you are the kitchen. Some of you are also the toilet. Some of you are also the toilet. Yeah. We, we can't have you. Neither can we do without you. I mean, it's the toilet. Nobody stays there for a long time. I mean, without an agenda. There are some members, there's always an agenda. I mean, nobody goes to the toilet without an agenda. It's either number one or number two or both, which is number three. Because one plus two is three. <laughs> yeah, they say, well, anytime you go there, the, the, you, have an, you, you have something. You have agent business to handle. Tell your neighbor, agent business to handle. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But imagine a house without a toilet. The problem that will happen in the house will not be easy at all. So no matter which, some of you are even in the garage. We come, we park the car there. But the, each part of the building, imagine you come from work and your kitchen has decided that it has taken the fridge and the gas cooker to go to another house. It has seen that the other house, their kitchen is bigger. So it has gone to join that kitchen. And as it is going, it won't leave the fridge behind. It has taken the fridge with the food with it and gone. I mean, you will not be happy at all. That's how God sees us. That we are a house. You may be the toilet. You may be the bathroom. You may be the, the kitchen. I, I forgot to talk about bathroom, but bathroom is also there. Bathroom, kitchen. Some, some of us are even in the guest room. Guest room. Guess true, we don't use you much. But you are important. Yeah, sometimes you have people in the church, they don't really do anything in the church. They just come, they go, they come, they go. But they are important. The guest room is there. It's only, it only becomes useful when there's a guest. And you will see its importance when a guest comes and it is not there. That's why you say, where is the guest room? Where is the best shit for the guest? And, in, and usually in the guest room, you use only the special things there. Use only special things. You don't use that, that bed sheet that is torn in the middle or that bed sheet that your child was doing homework. Painting homework. He painted into the bed sheet. Hey. So half of the bed sheet, you have Mickey Mouse. His ear is there and then the rest is on the assignment. When he got to school, he shows the painting to the teacher. He said, where is the ear? So I painted it. So where is it? I painted it yesterday. I don't know where it is, but I, it's on the bed sheet at home. is important. Some of us are at the roof. The day you leave, you see rain will be beating us. That's why God is expecting you to stay and to be permanent. Number three, I share with you two quick ones like a bullet and then we are, we are number, two, number, number three. Oh! You are, you are, you are you, the, third, the third reason that you are part of God's garden. Isaiah chapter five. Let's read from verse one. I want to show you the effort that God has put in. When God puts you in a garden, the effort he puts into your life, that's why he expects you to stay in the garden. 
a garden refers, you see, usually plants and things that are in a garden are usually very tender. They are different from a tree. I shared with you about the tree. In a garden, the plants are tender. If you move one, take one, or a spot. You don't, you don't come and plant a cedar tree in a garden. It will even break the house. You plant spinach. What do you, you have a garden. What, what do you have? Why are you even here today? What do you have? Spinach, lettuce, cabbage, onions, carrots. Today when you get home, go and uproot one of the spinach that is now growing. And then go and find another ground somewhere and go and plant. See if it will survive. It will just die. It will just die. God says, verse 1 says, Now will I sing a song. Now will I sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved touching his vineyard. Vineyard is garden. My well-beloved had a vineyard in a very fruitful hill. One of the things you should know is that God has planted you as in a garden in a very fruitful hill. He's planted you at a place where you will flourish and you will, you, you, you will bear fruit. Yeah, some of you listening to me today, you will become millionaires one day. Yeah. Some of you listening to me today, you will become prophets one day. Some of you listening to me today will become pastors one day. Yeah, serious, I mean big time pastors one day. Some of you doesn't even look like that right now as, as you are there now. It doesn't look like that. I mean, if somebody were to enter the church and say, oh, who do you think will be the pastors of the people? They will not even point you. When, 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 when I joined the church, I was like that type of member. I mean, very slick. Have my own plans. Always moving. Always walking on the edge of my feet always looking at you from this side. When you enter the church, they say, oh, you see all these people in the church, they will become pastors. You would say, God is great, but this guy, he will not be one of them. And that's me. Yeah, that's me. Even when I went to be consecrated a bishop, one of my old, like the person who took me through New Believers School foundational classes in that, he saw me at the place. When he saw me, that's before we dressed up. When he saw, he said, oh, hey, I haven't seen you in a long time. How are you? I said, I'm fine. He said, what are you doing here? When he asked me, what am I doing here? He didn't even give me a chance to answer. Then he himself gave me an answer. He said, oh, you have come to support one of the people. Then I said, yes. Because as far as he's concerned, that's how I can be. Because if you remember me then, it's like this guy, there's no hope, there's no hope for this, this guy. So that's what he said to me. So when he said it, I just said yes. Sometimes you have to agree to things. So then we went to change. So when we started the ceremony, as we were marching, then we were going, then I saw him the day. He saw me, he was, he almost jump out of his body yeah he he was so his eyes lit up he he, he i'm sure his spirit almost came out of his body that, this guy i'm sure he said prophet is doing wonders <laughs> yeah i was like that type of member 
But because I was planted on a fruitful hill, becoming successful was inevitable. That will be your story. I said that will be your story. Yeah. Maybe right now when your mother looks at you, you have told so many lies at home that even when you are reading the Bible, they think you are trying to deceive the people in the Bible. But it will come to pass that God's purpose for your life will come to pass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when they see, what are you reading? So you are reading, you are reading about Moses. He said, oh, you are going to deceive the children of Israel. You are learning a trick to deceive the children of Israel. But God will, God will surprise everybody. I said, God will surprise everybody. Because you are planted on a fruitful hill. Let's go on. And he fenced it and gathered the stones thereof. One of the things about God's garden is that God makes a fence around the garden. He makes a fence around the garden to protect the garden. Yeah, fenced it. You fence a garden to protect it from, from dogs, from stray people, from animals who come to destroy the garden. He fenced it. Many of you, as you are in the church, God has built a fence around you. And that fence is what is keeping you. When Satan tried to attack Job, he explained to God that God is because you have built a wall around him. A fence is a wall. That's why we call it fence wall. Built it around. As you are in this church, God has built a fence around you. Yeah, built a fence. So that nobody does. And then then he says that what? And guarded out the stones thereof. Stones, the stones that are in the garden, God Himself has picked them up and gathered them so that the garden can be free. Sometimes when you come into the, the, the church, there are stones. We all came into the church with stones in our lives. Spiritual stones, emotional stones, physical stones. Some people even become more beautiful as they stay in the church. Yeah, they become more beautiful as they say. They even learn how to dress. They even learned that some colors don't work with some colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you didn't come to the church, you wouldn't have known that, look, this color and this color, you don't combine them. You don't co- You are looking for a husband. Every day you have dressed like a robot. How, how will somebody choose you? Every day, so colors that don't work. Hey! And pastor doesn't have to teach about it. You come, when you come, you see somebody wearing maybe a color that you have one at home. So when you see, you say, ah, hey, this one works with this. Ooh. Then you, you mark it. Before you were wearing it with green. Yeah, green. You use green to combine it. Yeah, green. The only time you came in fashion was when we were doing color blocking. Yeah, but now you see that, oh, you can wear, I mean, you can wear, you can wear a tie. Some people learned how to wear a tie in, in the church. Not everybody is taught how to wear a tie at home. No, no, no. Me, my father taught me how to make a tie, how to wear it at home. I, I, and then I came to the church. When I came, I said, that, ah, people wear ties. Of course, my high school also, you wear a tie. So when I can say people wear ties, I said, Wow. Then I, I'm at the right place. But some people, they didn't get the chance. They, even the mother, the mother is the father. The mother, what is she going to do with tie? I don't think my wife knows how to make a tie at this her age. Yeah, she's almost 1,000. At this her age, 
she doesn't know how to make a tie. She didn't have to wear a tie. So if your mother is now your father, when will she teach you how to wear a tie? You come to the church, then you see a brother in the church. He has won the tie. He says, this is not how do you tie. Because some of you, when you tie the tie, you put the tie, it's almost like you are trying to commit suicide. You tie the thing, then you can't breathe. Then you are there, I can't breathe. Pastor, I have demons. You don't have demons. Loosen the tie. Loosen the tie. And planted it with choices vine. And built a tower in the midst of it. Bible says God's garden. He put choices vine in. He, he intentionally chose the plants and he put in. That's why when you come to the church, you see very different people, nice people. Somebody's good with computer. Somebody's good with camera. Somebody's good with singing. I mean, if you see Madeline singing, I, I, I wonder, where, where was I born? That's for me. I can't sing like that. Yeah. How, how come when God was sharing that maybe he did it in the night so maybe I was asleep then he didn't give me some of that I mean choices 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 he planted choices different types yeah when you come into the, the church you are there you want, a, you, you, you want to marry a short girl you find a short girl want to marry a tall girl you find a yeah, you find a tall girl no, there are, there are bene- some benefits that you have when you marry a short girl that you don't have when you marry. Because a short girl will always look up to you. Submission will not be a problem. Always look up to you. But a tall girl will always look down on you. Yeah, yeah where are you? No, yesterday my children were playing a game and uh, you say I'm always talking about my children <laughs> and one of them went to stand right next to the other one and it's like you are standing and he was telling I can't see you <laughs> I can't see you I mean where I'm standing there's no way I can see you I can't see you I can't, he told the other one I can't see you <laughs> Those children are mean, I tell you. He told the other one, I can't see you. So you go and marry a girl tall like that. When you are talking to her, you are arguing, say, I can't see you. I can't see you. Put your hands together for the Lord. And he built a tower in the midst of it. And also made a wine present. And he looked, he looked that it should bring forth grapes. And it brought forth wild grapes so God has worked on, the, on his garden he's put even a tower in the middle usually we put a tower to, to show security yeah, security he has secured it maybe a broken heart is coming for you he secures you a thief is trying to break into he secures you put a tower wow what a shock next verse Oh, now inhabitants of Jerusalem, men of Judah, judge, I pray you, betwixt me and my vineyard. God was saying that, look, judge between me and the vineyard. Look at all the nice things I've done. Look at all the benefits that they have in my garden. As they are in my garden, look at all the benefits that they get. Judge between me and them. Can they say I've been evil? Can they say I have not been good? 
Can they say I have, I have been wicked? Judge between me and them. Judge between me and my vineyard. Next verse. What could have been done more to my vineyard? What else could I have done? He said, what else could I have done to my vineyard? What else could I have given them? What else could I have done for them? Have I not built a good church for them? Have I not planted a good ministry for them to be part of? What else can I do for them? He was asking them a question. What else? Church of God, I'm asking you today. What else can be done for you? What else? What else can be done for you? What else? And you ask these questions when, when the people have two opinions because he planted grapes and they brought forth wild grapes. He said, I have two opinions. Am I here? Am I there? Am I there? Am I there? Am I there? So what else can be done for you? Look, be careful of people that just be by being you. You can't impress them enough. You can never impress them. Never. So God said, what else can I Just think, what else can I do? What else can be done for this this vineyard. What else can be done? Next verse, verse 5 is where we are going to. It says, and now go to, I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take the hedge thereof and it shall be eaten up and, broke, and break down the wall thereof and it shall be treading, treading upon Next verse, verse 6. And I will lay waste and it shall be pruned and blah, 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 blah. It says, I will remove the head so that people walk on it. I will remove the head. People can walk on it and destroy it now. What else should God go? God has put you in a, in a garden on a fruitful hill. Be in the garden and bring forth. This is a garden. When you look, when church members transplant from church to church, they never do well again. They never do well again. Uh, uh, a, but pastor, what if I move from this, this church and I go to a more powerful church? <laughs> when you go home, transplant your lettuce from your less powerful garden and take it to a farm a farm the f- where, where fruit and veg buy their things from take it there and see if it will survive although their farm has more fertilizer everything see if it will survive god plants you in a garden for a reason puts you in a particular garden for a reason i said don't put you here put you here. yes i know some of you have been church hopping i mean you started your career has been a long career you started from 1966 so you have hopped from here to here to here to here to here look now that you know the truth you see bible says that uh, god made the, the wicked for the day of evil do you see there's another scripture i'm looking for where like in the day of evil even god forgave or he overlooked there are some mistakes you make in life god overlooks because of what you don't know but when you know, then you are... Jesus told the children of Israel, your judgment will be great. Not because your sin is great, but because of what you have heard. He said, the, the reason why... You see, if I had not come, then you are free. But because I have come, you are not free of yours. Your judgment will be greater because... Some mistakes we make, God just does play on because he knows that. You didn't know. It's out of ignorance. Out of ignorance. But when you now know... You, can't, you, you, you are then you are responsible for yourself. 
Acts 17.30. What does it say? Acts 17.30. I hear there's a scripture in the Bible. They have just typed it into the Bible. They've updated it. It's inside the Bible. <laughs> Acts 7. It says, And when the Jews of Thessalonica... Ha, 30, 30, 30, please. Wrong, wrong scripture. 17.30. And the times of this ignorance, God winked at... It's like it was God just, oh, play on. It's like, you know when something is happening and your children want you to see, then you make your eye like you can't see. Yeah, yeah, this God winked at it. But now commanded all men everywhere to repent. From today, may you repent. May we all repent. By the grace of God, I've been in this church for 20-something years. 20-something years. I'm not a fly by night. I'm not in the church that I'll, I'll fly, fly by night or by noon or by day or fly at any time. You too. Look, when we went to Korea, I tell you this story, my time is up and I, When we went to Korea, you'll be in Korea. I said you'll be in Korea. Look, God will give us a chance to travel again. I'm telling you. Yeah. Look, when we went to Korea, we saw different people. They'll be talking, they'll be talking. You see them, and that's the deceptive things about Koreans. They look very small, very young, but they are old. They are like Pastor Pressel. Yeah. You see him very young, he's like 50 something. His, his bones are ossified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember when he first came around. I don't know if, if I should tell this story. <laughs> Korea, Korea, Korea. But they say I've started already. Father's Day special. When he first came around, there was this lady that he was helping to be stable in the church. I told you, you break hearts sometimes without knowing. So he was just, as a serious Christian, just helping the person to be stable. Then one day we were chatting. As we were chatting, then I just mentioned Pastor Pressel's age. Not his real age, but maybe some of his ages. I mean, not all of it, some of it. His football age. So when I mentioned it, from that day, the girl started to backslide. I mean, her heart was broken because she felt... And this girl was about 18, 19, 20 maximum. But she thought that it's in her WhatsApp group. From that day, the guy is almost 40 years. You have no idea. He looks very young. No, I'm not joking. And I can show you a picture of him then. And of pic- a picture of him. No change. I don't know where all the food goes to. No change. So I was talking about Korea. Let's go to Korea. Now, the people we met in Korea, they'll be talking. So, um, I've been in the church 35 years. Eh? I've been in the church 52 years. Look, when you look, so at the point we said, so how old are you? Oh, I'm 74. I'm 74. And I've been in the church maybe 62 years. Yeah, and they are all blessed. It takes a certain sense of permanence. And as for me, I'm here forever. That brings certain blessings. May the blessings that God gives to people who are there forever be your portion in the name of Jesus. Anything that is trying to move your confidence and remove you from where you stand, may you be stable. May you receive strength to reject it and be stable in the name of Jesus that the blessing of longevity will be your portion 
in the name of Jesus. Lift your hands and just thank God wherever you are. Say, Father, thank you for planting me in a garden. Thank you for planting me in a garden. Help me to be stable in this garden. Let your fence be strong in the name of Jesus. Let the wall be permanent that I may stay in the garden to flourish and to do well, O God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help me. Help me, Lord. Help me, O God. Help me, dear Lord. Anything that is shaking my, my stability, my confidence, my ways. Lord, help me to overcome. Help me to prevail. Help me to survive. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Help me, O God. Help. Pray for help wherever you are. Lift your hands and just pray for help. Pray for help. Sometimes circumstances of life come to shake our faith. Sometimes issues, personal issues, issues with the church, issues in our lives come to shake our stand, come to shake our confidence, come to shake where we belong. But may you be found stable. Pray for the strength to be stable that you will endure. You will endure, you will endure, you will endure. Pray for endurance right now in the name of Jesus. 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 Help me, Lord. Help me, dear Lord. Help me, O God. Help me to be stable, to be planted, to be affixed, Lord, to be grounded. Let me be rooted and grounded in the garden that you have planted me. That you have planted me. Lepanto talibaka, leto siko libaka, lepando kalebo seto libaka, lepado badika, leko toba, lepando kalibo, rapado ba, lapade, lepote kalibo, lepote kasha, lepa help us Lord, help us Lord, help us Lord, help us Lord, leto libaka, pray for yourself wherever you are right now. Pray for yourself. Pray for yourself. Bible says, "They that endure to the end, they shall be saved. They that endure to the end shall be saved. They that endure to the end shall be saved." Lepa kubaka, lepa kubaka, leto tali, kebos kepalola, kebonto kaliba, rapando lobos kepandere, lepe kosi kaliba. We give you praise. We give you praise. Lift your hands. Let us pray. If you are at home, lift your hands. Let's pray. Father, thank you for planting us in a garden. Lord, let the fence wall be intact. Let the tower be built. Let the wall be strong. That none of us will be uprooted. None of us will be swept for our feet, Lord. In the name of Jesus. In the let us be permanent that the res, rewards of permanence will be our portion now in the name of Jesus where our faith is weak strengthen us strengthen us where we are wavering make us stable in the name of Jesus we are humans we are but humans and affected by things but stabilize us stabilize us in our hearts and in our minds establish us in our hearts and our minds in the name of Jesus we give you praise Lord we give you glory in the name of Jesus 
and everybody said amen amen say your loudest amen amen why don't you put your hands together for jesus oh thank you jesus thank you jesus you are here this morning you're also at home you want to say pastor i want to surrender my life to jesus i don't know jesus as my lord and my savior but I want to ask him into my heart. I don't want to go to hell when I die. If you are here like that, I want you to lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Pastor, please pray with me. I want to go to heaven when I die. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Lift up your right hand. If you're at home, you want to receive Jesus. Also, I'll pray with you right now. Lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. Let's pray this prayer. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I come to you just as I am. I am a sinner. Please forgive me of all my sins. I believe you died for me and you rose again. I thank you that you died for my sake. I receive Jesus as the Lord of my life. Thank you Jesus for dying to save me. Amen. Why don't you put your hands together for salvation? Put your hands. Hallelujah. You may be seated, please. Thank you for joining us. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message by Bishop Daniel Harley. For more information, contact us at 204 Peter Kirchhoff Street, Peter Maritzburg, or call 083-773-1605. God richly bless you.